Welcome back to another episode of Break Out of the Matrix, Boom, the podcast. Today, I'm here with my friend Kira, who is a money mindset mentor. Welcome, Kira. Hi, Julia. I'm very excited to be here and have an amazing conversation today. I'm so excited for this, especially because like when we first met on TikTok and we were messaging and we did a Zoom coffee chat, this was like a couple months ago now. I just remember we were on the phone for like an hour and we're like, wait, where did the time go? It's like we had this soul connection. Yeah, I mean, we know time is just an illusion, so. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'd love for you to share with the listeners what you mean by a money mindset mentor and all of the amazing things about you that I'm so, so excited for you to share with everybody. Yay! Yeah, I'm absolutely super excited to share. So yes, I am a money mindset mentor, but I do things a little bit differently. Um, For any of you out there who are into human design, I'm a manifesting generator, so we like to do things different off the beaten track. And the way that I look at money mindset is twofold, right? So one way is looking at it in the traditional sense, uh, what our money blocks are, what we are conditioned to believe about money growing up from the ages of zero to seven, kind of our hardwire operating system. And you'll know what that is when you look into your reality, what you have now, um, you know, if you're living um, in like a I don't love this word, like a poor mindset or a comfortable mindset, you know, like middle class mindset or a rich mindset, right? And it all starts with your mindset. So, you know, looking at the traditional sense of like, what are the money blocks that you have, the stories that you have that keep you in a certain kind of financial reality. The second thing I love to look at are upper limit blocks. So the reasons why you are not currently creating money, what's actually the roadblock in the way, right? And sometimes this has to do with money. Sometimes this doesn't have to do with money at all. Uh, But we want to look at the reasons that are preventing you from creating the financial reality that you want that are separate from the core blocks, um, but both have to do with money in some sort of capacity, how you create it, and really your emotional intelligence around money because you know, the reality is that money is neutral, right? It's a resource, it's a tool, it doesn't, it's not good or bad, but a lot of us have a feeling towards that. And sometimes it feels really good and other times it feels really bad. Why is that, right? So this is what we kind of talk about when we talk about money mindset. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I love what you said about it being neutral. I think this is like how people feel about food as well. It's like labeling food good or bad. And we know just labeling food as food is the best way to heal your relationship with food. So thank you for sharing that analogy. What would you say for someone listening that's like, OMG, I'm super triggered right now. I think you're talking to me. What would you say to them to just get started with working on their money mindset? Yeah, I mean, the reality is that, as you said, like food is the perfect example, right? Like when did we learn that food was good or bad, right? There's some sort of conditioning, some sort of lesson somewhere along our lifetime that we we had these learnings right so the the best thing to start with is to really think about the money beliefs that you have in your life actively right and where did you learn that like you know the easiest ones I sometimes find are you know some people love spending money on like going out on like you know to eat dinner or like a vacation or whatever it might be but then they have a really hard time buying like uh, like toilet paper or like necessities why 
right? Like, why is that, right? Um, there is a story that's been created and the best way to go back and, you know, really look at this is really look at like the stories that were happening. This is like, you know, Money Mindset 101. Um, the stories mm -hmm. that were happening when you were growing up, right? Like I know for myself with immigrant parents, um, it was all about like, you have to save, right? Like saving is number one, never be yeah. in debt. Debt is like the be all end all. If you have debt, like your life is pretty <laughs> much over. You might as well just be on the street, you know, like have an RSP, like get a government job and like get a pension. Like everything was around the scarcity of money. Right. Yes. And really it's, it's very simple. It's like, do you look at money as a scarce resource? Like where is the next dollar? Where is there going to be more? Do you feel like it's going to run out? Right? Like you have this like mindset, like it may run out at some point, or do you feel like, Oh, there's always more. Right? So this is the, um, kind of like, it's not, it's very simple, but it's not easy. This is what I love to say about all things mindset. It's very, very simple, but it's not easy. But do you feel like there's always more available or do you feel like you're on the side of it's going to run out? Right. This is a really easy test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I think we've actually talked about this a little bit behind the scenes that we both have immigrant parents and a lot of those beliefs I grew up with as well. Right. It's like, oh, my God, you know, spend money on food and travel and whatever. And then when it comes to the basics, it's like scrambling and like, oh, this isn't on sale. And it's like just so skewed if you yes. really think about it. And it takes a lot of time to rewire. Absolutely. And, you know, even when people buy things that they want, right? Um, when we actually tune in and slow down a little bit, you know, I love to use like even online shopping or even at the store buying groceries, you may notice if you actually pause for a split second, if you've never done it before, um, there might be an emotion that comes up that might be fear or guilt or shame that you may have not noticed before, right? And you want to ask yourself, like, why does that exist, right? Like, why do I have a fear buying this, you know, $3 broccoli? Like, what's going on there, right? So these are little clues and, you know, start to create awareness around what your thoughts are about money because your thoughts about money um, and, you know, the, it's ultimately the resources that you create in your mindset is what's going to change the financial reality. Like, this is why um, I actually made a story about this today about why, you know, lottery winners typically lose it all within like mm. like the first year couple of years because their mindset you know their money stories are still dialed in a poor mindset outlook right it's like you know there's stories about like you know money is greedy money is bad if we subconsciously believe that you know there's no reason why we would keep it right and we'll talk about this later about like it's not safe there's a sacrifice people might judge you uh, you'll find ways to get rid of it right uh, they also don't have the psychological resource of understanding like you know the financial literacy there's all kinds of different nuances of money mindset but your your outlook is going to determine that like for middle class a lot of people say middle class their whole life because they subscribe to what society tells them about what money is right it's like have the pension you know have the roth and 401k and all those things and those things are all important like don't get me wrong like there is a reality to having financial iq right but you know a lot of the fear the emotional intelligence around money keeps people in fear so they don't break out of that structure you know like breaking out of the matrix like they just 
are told what to do. They believe what they see. This is what they've built. And this is why, you know, generations and generations, people stay middle class, generations and generations, people stay in poverty. And this is why wealthy people continue to stay wealthy, right? One of my mentors was telling me, like, if I lost everything tomorrow, like all of my assets, all of my money, everything, then I could become a multimillionaire again in a couple of years because mm -hmm. of what's in here. It's your mindset, your ability to see opportunity, to have the abundance mindset, to of course have all of the learnings and resources over time. That's what's gonna make you wealthy again because there are a million strategies to make you rich. So true. And I don't think enough people talk about that, that there's so many different ways to be successful. And even in the beginning of my journey, I used to like take courses like they were like the holy grail. And I was like, this is the only way to build wealth, the only way to make money in my business. And now I look back and I laugh and I'm like, oh my God, like the times that I've seen success in my life and my business, my relationships is when I added my secret sauce, my secret touch. Do you see that a lot with your clients as well? Absolutely. So typically my clients have already built you know, their first six figures, uh, they're moving on to multi six, seven figures. And, you know, the first six, um, arguably is part of the hardest, like some of the hardest bits to get through. And then it's the first seven, right? Mm -hmm. But when you get to the first six, you're, you're following frameworks, right? Like, again, there's a million ways to make money. And a lot of these frameworks mm -hmm. work, right? But it's your ability to execute what you believe about yourself, right? Again, the money stories that you believe like what's available. Like I used to believe three years ago that I could only make $45 an hour, that $100,000 a year would be like the ultimate max, like winning the lottery. I don't, Think that I could ever make more you know I made multiple six figures last year and like it's like been less than two years in business right so it's like what you believe is possible like first of all has to expand right the expansion of what you believe is available and also on the other side right the deeper subconscious work is what you believe you can actually do what you believe you're capable of right and so I know we just went on a tangent here I forgot what we were originally talking about but in any case you know, those two parts are really important. And that's when also the secret sauce starts to come out because when you're past the first six figures, you're done kind of with the frameworks. You already know that you have a business that works. You understand basic business or mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're creating. Now it's about cultivating your genius, right? This is really the psychological resources that you're gonna tap into because you've already done it. You know that you can do it again. The evidence is there, but now it's about next level performance, right? It's about uh, sustainability. It's about minimizing burnout. It's about um, you know the bounce back, right? The resilience, the optimism, those types of psychological resources, um, you know, paired with money, emotional intelligence, because all the decisions in your life, you know, in your business specifically, directly or indirectly involve money, the faster you, that you can move through those with a level of emotional intelligence, the faster you're gonna scale, right? So there are, you know, multiple facets of your secret sauce of getting to success in more than one way, not the way that they tell you in the framework, right? Because that's actually what is going to make you like I would say more successful even more quickly because it's very unique to you, right? But finding that and trusting that next level because 
you're the only one that can bring that to life, right? That's where, again, you know, when people say like, oh, like, you know, these people are successful, they never feel this way. The imposter syndrome, uh, the self-doubt, mm-hmm. this lack of trust, it comes back, right? Because we're human and you're bringing yeah. something into the world that doesn't actually exist. Like it may exist in some other capacity, but not in the way that you're going to bring into the world. So being able to hold yourself to that next level, seeing yourself, you know, again, seeing that, um, greater than your environment just like again if you want to change your financial reality seeing the money reality greater than your current environment to be able to hold yourself to that next level and create it is a whole nother story right so of course that is going to catapult you to different levels of success i'm sure you've seen that amongst your colleagues and people um that you know that the more that they lean into like their genius and their special sauce and um, the things that don't really exist out there, like the general frameworks, the more successful they become actually much more quickly. That is so true. And I wish more people would know this. And I'm so happy we're bringing awareness to this on the podcast today because too many people are like looking just for like a quick fix or a quick answer. And I resonated a lot with what you were saying was when I had built the six figures in my business, I was like, well, I I get it. Like I get how business works. I get how to make money, but now how do we scale that? And the way we scale is we outsource the things we don't like and we start doing more of what is within our zone of genius. Mm -hmm. And when you're at that level, it's also a huge identity shift. It's a huge identity shift Mm -hmm. that like, this is not a side hustle. This is a business. I am a CEO. It's like, that was for me and my experience, really, really huge. Absolutely. I mean, identity at this level is everything because, you know, also at this level of business as well, you recognize that strategy is strategy, right? Like you'll find a million Mm -hmm. strategies, like we said, to make money. There are so many ways, right? Like whether that's investing, whether that's, uh, you know, like Bitcoin, that's, um, you know, doing like being an influencer, affiliate marketing, starting your business, climbing the corporate ladder. Like there's literally a hundred million ways, right? But Mm -hmm. the only thing that's gonna differentiate you, differentiate people who are truly successful and they do that rapidly is your mindset, right? And the ability to Mm -hmm. access those internal resources that are only actually available to you, right? And this is the difference between those that burn out, that uh, feel like they can't do it anymore, even when they've created so much success, right? It just is not sustainable for their mindset, their nervous system, they're constantly in anxiety, they're constantly in self-doubt, they hate their business, even though it's a success, right? Because the Mm -hmm. money, although it's what everyone is striving towards, it's it's not enough because then you get it, but you're still the same person. The identity shift hasn't happened. How, again, what we were talking about earlier, how you see yourself is gonna be the biggest differentiator on how quickly you're gonna get there because you have to assume the identity of being the CEO, of being the visionary, of being the creator, of being the leader, not the you know one who's getting stuck in the busy work and can't delegate or is fearful of making next level decisions or you know is afraid what your team members might think when you are the ceo like i have people you know who have built seven figure businesses and they still are afraid to talk up in you know um, their meetings with team members like what if they don't like my idea all this self-doubt but it's like no you're the visionary right you got to step into that right so really assuming that identity of ceo versus nine to five right? Getting over the productivity wounds, over the burnout, over the hustle culture. And it doesn't mean that you don't work hard, but it's a different mind frame, a mindset, 
different neurology that happens when you are stepping into that next level version of yourself that can actually not only create the next level of success and wealth and visibility, but also sustain it. Yes, I love that so much. And I think that, you know, people need to understand that this is so much about the belief system and about the identity and less about the actual action that you're taking, but one won't work without the other. So like, even though they're both important, I wouldn't say they're equally important, would you? I 100% agree they are not equally important, but both absolutely necessary. Right? <laughs> like we need a strategy, we need some action, but the reality is that, you know, the work that I do, as you're familiar with, subconscious work, um, the way that I love to describe it is like, if you think about if you had a hundred horses, right? Um, and there was five horses that were, uh, you know, white horses and they're like, I can do this. Like, I believe I can achieve whatever, like insert X goal, right? A million dollars in the next year. Mm -hmm. $100,000 the next year, you know, the dream partner, like whatever you want to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. I believe I can do this. But then there's at least like 95 other, you know, horses, right? Black horses that are like, I can't do it, right? And although like these five are moving with like such conviction, they're like, yeah, I can do this. I'm going against the current. I'm doing it, moving, moving, moving. These other 95 are being like, I can't do this. This isn't going to work. What if it doesn't happen? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the mindset yeah. Armageddon happening, all the reasons you can't. And although, you know, the five horses, the 5% of your mind, the conscious thought, the rational thinking, you know, the analytics is moving in one direction, the majority of the current is moving against you, right? And the 95% is your subconscious mind, which determines your identity, right? Which we know is so important. It's pretty much the most important thing, how you see yourself, right? and ultimately the behavior. And behavior is action, which equals real world results, right? And we can't just take action for action. You know, I love to think about, you know, um, I have some friends who are like really anti-online dating, right? They like hate it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they still swipe, they go on the date, but they go to the date <laughs> with this mindset of like, I'm not gonna find the person, it's not gonna be the thing, there's no hope here. So although they're still taking action, they're still on the dating apps, they're still, they're still going on the date, their intention, their mindset behind it is like, it's not gonna work. So it almost mm -hmm. doesn't, it almost never works, right? And yeah. so again, it's not action for sake, taking action for the sake of, it's the identity and the intention behind it because you know, when you believe something's gonna work, right? This is identity work, right? If you're like, I believe that I can build, you know, a million dollar business in the next two years, or I believe that I'm gonna find my dream partner this year. If you believe it's gonna work, like just like if you believe I can learn a language easily, you're gonna go about doing that in a very different kind of conviction and confidence. The way Absolutely. that you show up, the amount of time you put into it, uh, the level of, um, you know, thought you give it, right? How you show up to those events is gonna be very different than, oh, I, I can't do it. I, I want it, but I, I can't actually, I don't really think that I can do it. Things are slower, things are smaller. Um, the intention is not the same, right? The level of output is not in the same energy, right? And we know that, you know, really ultimately money is energy, right? It's an energetic exchange. Whole nother metaphysical topic, it's very real world as well, but the identity that will determine very simply how you feel, how you feel, right? People get stuck in emotions. That's why emotional intelligence is so critical, will determine your behaviors and your behaviors 
are actions and actions are real world results, which is your current reality, right? So we got to shift the first foundational part of that equation, which is your identity. Wow, that's badass. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I think you you broke it down in such a practical way that's like digestible where I know people listening are going to be like, oh, I get that. Like that makes sense for me in my life, which is kind of why I want to shift the conversation a little bit more towards the actual work you do with clients. I know I'm super fascinated by it. We're still going to work together at some point. We still have to like in our busy lives plan for it. But I would love for you to share with our listeners what hypnotherapy is and what you do with your clients to really help them overcome these limiting beliefs. Absolutely. So I use neuroscience coaching. We change your neurology. We change the way that your mind thinks and believes ultimately, right? Like that's the foundation, the belief, the identity around money, around success, around visibility, right? And, you know, my clients have already achieved a certain level of success. And typically at some point they start to hit a plateau, right? Like they're feeling like they can't reach a next level of income. Uh, They've been hitting the same numbers for a while. They know that it's not strategy. They have every strategy under the sun. They're on every new trend. Uh, (laughs) They've had a million business coaches. Like they know that it's something more and kind of, as you're saying, like that next level of genius that's, that's sitting within them. And they kind of know that they're staying small. They may or may not be aware of the self-sabotage they, that they are self-inflicting because it's self-conscious, right? These are now looking at upper limit blocks. And what upper limit blocks are essentially is what prevents you, what's currently the roadblock to getting to your next level. And the way that I most commonly see them, right? The way that most of the entrepreneurs I work with resonate with is the fact that, um, you know, it's around next level money, right? It's like, what will happen when I have more money? Next level visibility, right? Um, You know, if the fear of being canceled or that intellectual property will be stolen or, um, you know, that they might become like um, tomorrow, like nobody will care about them. It will just, people will forget, right? Like there's some sort of visibility fear of really being seen or if it's like, you know, they've been doing a certain craft for a while and now they like want to go like super witchy woo woo or like, you know, want to do something that's like really who they are they're true genius but they're like what if it doesn't work right there's this like fear of like actually being seen right and you know the next level um what is it money visibility and success there's a fear of success right there's this fear of like next level responsibility for like client results uh when you're charging you know so much more like are you actually capable are you an imposter who are you to do this right there's all kinds of stories like being responsible for payroll for a team like there are all of these next level pressures, right? So when we look at that, the reason the plateau happens, right, is because typically there's a reason you do not want the next level. And to go another level deeper is because at the next level, the reason why these upper limit subconscious barriers are created, you know, is because, you know, there's a next level sacrifice, right? Like, especially if you're already in burnout, right? You're already burnt out, you're miserable, you're tired, you're overextended, overcommitted. Why would you want to create more? You already like barely have a life. You're almost like sometimes are like, I have to throw it in the towel. Like I can't do my business anymore. It's not sustainable, right? 
there's a sacrifice that's going to be created if you go to your next level subconsciously. Even consciously, you know that you're like, how can I create more, right? Um, there is a safety issue, right? I see this a lot with money. Like, what if I'm alienated? What if I'm judged for the lifestyle that I actually want to have? Like, if it's a luxury lifestyle, um, you know, mm-hmm. if you're, um, if you grew up in poverty or a lot of scarcity, your family might judge you, right? There's, there's reasons for not wanting to have more money. Or like, I, another fear I hear is, um, I don't know what I'll do with that much money. What if I, what if I lose it all? What if I mishandle it? Right? Like it's the fear of having it. And that ties to the fear of success, right? It's like more responsibility, more pressure. I almost can't handle it as it is. What if I'm not capable? What if I don't know what to do? Right? Especially, um, you know, and and this will happen whether it's multi-six or multi-seven figures, it's the same stories across the board, right? Because you haven't Mm. been there before. And it's almost like as if it's this big, what if, catastrophe like I know you resonate with that a lot I've seen some of your content and there's you know the big thing is that there is a reason you do not want it and subconsciously it is not safe right um to have it oh yeah and then the last thing for sure is like a worthiness factor you don't feel worthy or deserving of having it like who are you to have this right? Um, you know, especially if your identity is like stuck in the old version of you from 20 years ago or the nine to five version of you or the part of you that, you know, didn't have a lot, who are you to have this now? Mm -hmm. Like you will become a bad or greedy person, right? There's so many renditions of this, but the self-worth one, I see a lot worthiness and deservingness. I've seen people literally sabotage six, seven figure deals because they didn't feel worthy. It's, it's a thought, it's a belief, it's crazy, right? So overcoming these barriers is gonna be really critical so that you can actually not only achieve new levels of success, visibility, and wealth, but also sustain it. That, that's the big part. A lot of people can make a lot of money, but it's about can you actually continue to sustain it and grow it? Because you are worthy and deserving, because it is safe, because you don't actually have to sacrifice what you think you have to sacrifice. So this is like the deeper mindset work uh, that happens, you know, and you know me. Um, I love vision boards and affirmations and journaling and stuff like that, but this is much deeper. This is about the 95% of your mind that something's in your blind spot. If you're finding yourself in these patterns where you are self-sabotaging, where you are staying small, where you just cannot make that next level decision, I love to say, you know what to do. You know everything you need to do strategically, but for some reason you are not executing there is a subconscious block coming up. There's a reason, there's a consequence of getting what you want. So true. Like, <laughs> I just want to say, like, this is slay. Like, <laughs> say that. Like, it's so true. And it's like, I've even seen it in my life and my clients' lives. It's like, how many times are we going to pound, post on social media, make the sales page, make the landing pages? And it's like, I did it. It's not working. Like, people hate me. And it's like, no. It's like, it's the deeper, deeper stuff. Nobody hates you. It's like, where yes. is the self-sabotage coming from? And I love, love, love these like really tangible examples that you've given. And I've actually never done hypnotherapy. Um, I I do. I know. That's why I'm like, we need to work together. Like yesterday, I've done like a lot of like, I listen to a lot of stuff like while I sleep or like on my walk. So it's like, I guess I'm doing it a little bit. Um, but for your clients, I know you've shared with me about the tracks, but I'd love for you to share with the audience how you um, provide these services. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are great methodologies right before bed, walking, because you Mm -hmm. are getting into a theta state. Uh, The way that 
you know, hypnosis ends up being the most powerful is when the suggestion is directly in alignment with what you perceive in your brain, like what you mm. specifically want. Um, that's when it's the most powerful. And sometimes like, you know, um, generic tracks or things that you listen to will resonate and permeate faster because it's like in alignment with what you want. Right. And this is why, yeah. um, you know, I can never like make you cluck like a chicken or do something crazy like that because you probably don't, unless you really wanted it, you probably won't want it. Like you probably don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> this is what people think about when they think about hypnotherapy. Right. But it's really about changing your neurology and bypassing, you know, the part of your mind that believes that you can't, that believes that, you know, anything that's limiting, right? Because the only, you know, as like generic as this is, but it's like the only limit that is created is the one in your mind. Like when you think I can't sure. or I don't know how, like where did that come from? You know, like mm -hmm. you, you will know how you, you can, right? You created a, a mindset barrier, right? So when I work with my clients, we really look at, you know, what are the core stories that are limiting you around money, right? That's like the big one, because when we can get neutrality around money, and it's not going to feel like forever neutral, but it's going to feel more neutral than it ever has before. When things are neutral, like think about making any decision in life, when you're calm and grounded and you're clear, the decision's gonna be way faster, way easier than when you're in anxiety or fear and you're like, oh, like in survival mode, trying to make a decision. Like that decision is never going to be as powerful or as um, you know effective as one made in common groundedness, right? So first of all, we want to look at the money stories that are potentially you know creating this dysregulation for you, so that you can actually move through your business much more clearly. The second thing is laser pointing out. What are the upper limit blocks for you? Like, why are you in the plateau? What is it that is preventing you from going to your next level? And, you know, we usually do this with, within like the first one to two sessions, usually within the strategy call, I can identify exactly what it is that's in your way. Then once we have the awareness, right? Awareness is only step one. This is also a major mindset sabotage where people just think awareness is enough, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, your friend that like needs to leave the toxic relationship but never does. Everyone knows they got to go, right? You know, yeah. they know, the whole world knows, but they don't go, right? There's yeah. something deep down that is stopping them on a behavioral level, right? That's the identity. Yeah. That's the subconscious, right? We can have all the strategies, all the answers, right? But there's a reason you're not moving, right? So we then look at that, right? The upper limit blocks, and then we create a special and very customized mindset strategy for you to move through those core blocks and upper limit blocks third stage is really the action, right? Where people get stuck. It's, you know, you know, you know, and then something happens where you fall back into the pattern and nothing shifts and then you're in the pattern, right? Then we get through the busting through that invisible glass ceiling, the reason why we can't move through that, right? And sometimes it's immediate to the next level. Well, sometimes there's a few steps that need to be taken to get there, right? But all of those steps are necessary. And the last piece is embodiment, right? The, the way that they feel, they not only think that they can do it, they believe that they can do it, they believe that they are worthy, they believe that they are a great negotiator or public speaker or salesperson or whatever it is that they believe that they are the millionaire. And when you believe that on an identity level with like such certainty, regardless of what's happening in the external circumstance, again, the way that you move through the world, the way that you make decisions, it's going to impact how quickly you scale, right? So that's really like the framework I work with my clients through 
from a mindset perspective. Um, but again, it's changing the neurology, the way that you think about mm-hmm. money, success, and visibility, which will ultimately determine how you feel, which totally determines how quickly you move through and make decisions in your business. Absolutely. And it's important too that people do this with like a level of peace and fulfillment. Like, I don't believe that this, it's not easy, this journey, but it doesn't need to be miserable. <laughs> you know, like it's going to be stressful, but it's your ability to navigate those challenges with the most amount of ease and spaciousness possible um, because you get to live your life too, right? Like the a lot of this entrepreneurial journey is about the journey. The milestones are just moments, right? Like you're going to miss your life otherwise. So that's a really big, important part for me too. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And with this kind of work, how long does it usually take? Like, you know, does this take three months, six months, a year? Ah, the age old question. So, you know, (laughs) when I was a generalist, you know, when I was helping people, you know, quit smoking or lose weight or drive again back on the highway, typically for one, you know, one thing that you'd love to shift, right? I would say about four to six sessions right? You'll feel really great. Generally around the four week mark um, is the bottleneck where you'll feel confused or frustrated or like nothing's working or like, is this even happening? <laughs> it's the, that's the breakthrough period, right? Like yeah. that's the part where most people fall back down into the same pattern and can't shift anything. This is the part that matters, right? So four to six sessions, four to six weeks is the prime time zone. With that being said, with the work that I do with my clients, it's a minimum of three months um, just to start to really feel differently and to start to see shifts. Sometimes I have clients uncovering like multiple six, almost seven figures in 30 days, like really rapid things, right? Really rapid results. Because yeah. oftentimes for these entrepreneurs, the opportunities are actually all right in front of them. They're just not taking them. Like this is where the self-sabotage yeah. comes in, right? Or they don't hire the team member or they don't do the things because the dysregulation around money is so high or they feel afraid that they can't handle the next level or they just don't feel worthy. They're like, oh, how could that brand possibly want to work with me? Even though this like multi six figure contract is on their table ready for signature, but like, oh, like they can't get out of their brain that they can't possibly want to work with me. What if I screw it up? Like all of these scenarios, right? So there is um, that, but also a lot of my clients typically work with me six months to a year because everything that you've learned in life so far, you know, typically the the people I work with are, you know, in their mid twenties, thirties, forties, even fifties, so much conditioning. And this work is rapid, but you know, your mindset, this isn't like a uh, learn to market your services and learn some messaging takes a long time. Okay. I'll give you that. Like <laughs> I work on my messaging constantly. It's been like years. It's really become something else, but you know, it's just kind of like mindset, right? Like it's, yeah. it's not an overnight solution. And the way that you can, like, I believe mindset is like a lifelong endeavor, right? And to get really great, amazing results, to change your neurology, to really see your mindset in an abundance opportunity, um, you know, really clearing away the self-sabotage, all of this stuff, right? Changing the way that you view money, visibility, and success, six months to a year, six months, generally like five, six months, sweet spot. Like a lot of my clients mm-hmm. do amazingly by this point, but many of them stay on maintenance because, you know, when you think about, um, 
you know, getting to your dream body, quote unquote, you know, you get there, you eat healthy, you do the workouts, all the things. You don't get there and just say like, ah, okay, I'm good now. And just like, forget it. No, you, you maintain it, right? Like you continue to eat clean. Sometimes you're going to have like a crazy week in Mexico, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't really derail anything, but there is maintenance involved and limiting beliefs will always be there, right? Like I said, imposter syndrome exists in my clients that are brand new to business all the way to multi seven figure earners. It's still, it's still there, right? But it's our ability to, again, change the identity and clear away any of the beliefs that are keeping us stuck, holding us back from an emotional standpoint, creating emotional intelligence so that we can move through life more easily, more fluidly, um, in the most effective way. Right. So that's the kind of short answer. (laughs) Kira, I love this. I love this conversation so much. I am so fired up. I already know you're going to have like a wait list of people from just this one podcast because this is so good. So if people want to work with you, where can they find you and how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So Kira Money Mindset on TikTok and Instagram, those are the best places. Uh, Instagram, definitely, if you want to just send a message, start a dialogue, um, see how it can support you right now in your business. But otherwise, that's it. It's very simple. I love it. And I will obviously share everything in the show notes for everyone so you guys can just like click the links and find Kira. Is there anything else you want to add? I'm so grateful that you were able to come on the show today. That is everything. Um, And really like I am biased. I am totally biased, but I believe mindset is, is almost everything, right? Your ability to believe that you can and what you can see is available for you. If it's available out there, it's available for you, right? Those are the two most foundational, simple things to lean into to build whatever life that you want. Because if you believe you can do it and you know that it's available, you will find a way. That's a really, really powerful closing statement. Thank you so much, Kira. And we're definitely going to have to have you back. (laughs) So exciting. Thank you so much. This was amazing.